Faithfulness. What does it mean? Webster defines it as loyal, and loyal is defined as faithful to a trust or confidence, true to duty or love. Is that the definition you had in mind? Today on Grace Notes, Barbara begins a new series which will take us on a journey with the prophet Elijah. We'll see how God worked through Elijah to demonstrate his faithfulness to his people, Israel, despite their unfaithfulness. We'll also see how God worked in Elijah to groom him to truly be a man for the times. So, buckle your seatbelts and get ready to roll with the prophet of old. I'm excited about traveling with one of my favorite prophets and seeing the faithfulness of God along the way. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. God's faithfulness is not dependent on what we do, but rather on his character. God is faithful whether we see it or not. In dealing with the Israelites, God's faithfulness rings true time and time again, even after their horrendous sin. The life of Elijah and his influence in the land of Israel is written about in 1 Kings chapters 17-19. through 19. Let's take a look at his entrance into history. Ahab was the king of Israel. He did more evil than any other king before him. He not only committed the sins of the previous wicked kings, he also married a pagan woman named Jezebel. Together they advanced Baal worship in the kingdom in an attempt to extinguish the worship of Jehovah. Why did God allow an ungodly king to rule his people? Because he gave them what they wanted. He told them that as long as they served him, he'd be with them and bless them. But if they didn't, he'd let nature take its course. He kept his word. Though they didn't want God in their lives, he was true to his love for them. He chose a prophet named Elijah, a man for the times, to be his spokesman. God had a work to do in Israel through Elijah, and he gave him a message. Elijah went to King Ahab and said, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will neither be dew nor rain in the next few years, except at my word. It's interesting. Baal was the God of rain. You can imagine how Ahab reacted. He was surely angry. Elijah was in a precarious situation. But God knew what was happening. Elijah didn't need to be afraid. Evil was predominant in that day, just like it's becoming in our culture today. Nowadays, it's okay to teach witchcraft and immorality, but not the Bible. It's not okay to speak against any cause except Christianity. For Christians, it's open season. Jesus said in John 16, 33, In this world you will have trouble, but fear not, I have overcome the world. Christians are a people for the times. We need to stand up and be spokesmen for Christ, just like Elijah God wants to use us to show His faithfulness in the middle of the world's unfaithfulness. What we say and do might not be popular, but be assured God knows where we are and He cares. We don't have to be afraid. We've got a real friend in Jesus. I found a friend. His name is Jesus. He showed me
God had a plan. He told Elijah what he would do and what to expect. He said to go and hide by a brook. He'd protect him there from danger, drought, and famine. God has a message for us, too. In Isaiah 41.10, he says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. In Matthew 6, Jesus tells us, Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given you as well. Elijah did what God told him to do, and God did supply his needs as promised. He provided water from a brook and commanded ravens to feed him. They brought him bread and meat every morning and evening. God had a work to do through Elijah and a work to do in Elijah, too. His meals were not dinner at the Ritz served by a waiter. They were served by a raven, a dirty bird. This was humbling, but this was a miracle. He didn't have to work for the food. It was brought to him fresh, daily, and it cost him nothing. This goodness from God could have been overlooked. Sure, God works in big ways, but most often He works in small ways. So if we take time to look for Him, we'll see Him. One of the small ways God revealed Himself to me was during a time when I was suffering from joint pain. Dale and I had spent the night in a motel for our concert the next morning, and the bed was both hard and too small for us. I woke up with a stiff neck on top of everything else. Before the concert, we prayed as usual, and I tacked on to the end, And, Lord, do you think we could have a comfortable bed to sleep in tonight? I made it through the concert, thank the Lord, and we drove to our next location in the middle of nowhere. The directions at one point said, Turn right on the first paved road. It was a small country church on a hill with a gorgeous view. The concert was held outside, with the smoke from the hot dog pit and fruit flies dodging my tonsils. (laughs) We gave that concert as if we were at the Metropolitan After all, Jesus is always in the front row, and he deserves the best we can give. Afterwards, we followed a man from the church to the motel. I wondered if it wouldn't be better to drive on home. He said to wait while he got the key for the honeymoon suite, uh, whatever that meant. We got our suitcases, walked into the room, and there was a king-sized bed with a pillow that never ended. I wheeled around the room saying, Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! He had wonderfully provided in the middle of nowhere. Needless to say, I slept like a baby. Are there raven feedings or the king-sized beds in a small motel in your life? The words of this song remind us that we're more than a number to God. As believers, He knows us by name. And in His great mercy, He says to us in Isaiah 43, 1, Fear not, I have redeemed you, I have summoned you by name, and you are mine. Just one of the common, no title to
joining the program. For more information about Sandback Concert Ministries, write to Sandback Concert Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Faustin, Maryland, 21047. Or look us up on our new webpage, www.sandbackministries.com. Join us again next time. We'll continue our journey with Elijah.